Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of The Farmland Hunter. I'm your host, Macaulay Van Gilder, and with me always is my good buddy, Tucker Patrick, more formally known as T-Pat. Finally, finally happening. Yeah, it's it been is. a long time. We've been talking about this for a really long time, and yeah. we're actually finally starting to get it going. Yeah, I think it's a good step from uh, where we've, what you've been doing. You've yeah. been doing some good shit, so. I mean, we've been just doing Instagram for the last two years. Um, when I started it, I started in the fall of 2019 as just like this little thing to kind of do for myself, and uh, it actually kind of took off a little bit. I got a logo, started um, making contacts with some people, and it actually started to take off a little bit. And that's when I met T Pat from school. We had ag together, eighth period in Mr. Miller's class. Shout out to Mr. Miller. Miller yep. <laughs> and, uh, we actually did a demonstration for the PA Farm Show, and we did a on hunting. We did a call of the wild. We did different yeah. deer calls, uh, yeah. turkey calls, all different kind of stuff. And I think that's what kind of got T Pat and me started in this. And I mean, it's just been growing ever since. Yeah, I think this is cool because, like, I mean, this is pretty this is pretty new, and like you haven't done a lot of other stuff, and this is kind of like a a big milestone but it's so early i mean you've been doing this for a while but you know this is a big step like we're gonna start coming out with videos like you have big plans and it's gonna be cool to see like yeah this is our first one like what's what's in store there's gonna be a lot of cool cool stuff yep definitely stuff in store definitely. what's great about us is like we're just starting so a lot of other times like you see with podcasts and uh even other hunting cha- like other people in the industry they've been doing it for a while like we're just starting like we just shot our first bucks with a, a bow this year. So yeah, like, both of us. That was we crazy. We kind of have a good point of view of just getting in. And um, really, I hope I hope this can help a lot of new people that want to get out that, to realize that, like, it's not about where you start. Like, you start whenever. Yep, definitely. I think um, that was a good point you brought up about both of us shooting bucks this year. That was with a compound bow, first time ever. Yeah. I've been hunting with a bow for six years now. Yeah, I've missed a pile of deer. Yeah, it's been rough. It's, a it's pile, a big learning curve. I've been yeah. hunting for four years now, and it's it's just crazy. Yeah, and I think it was really discouraging because I I think we're gonna get into the some of our backstories, but yep. you know, bow hunting is so hard. We we also do other hunting. Like we're not just bow hunters, but I think bow hunting is a big part of like what we both do and what we both enjoy yeah it's it's like the the rock that holds yes. our hunting passion together i think and that's our it. lives yeah definitely <laughs> the lives part but other other than our lovely girlfriends yeah shout out to emily and Leica. yep yeah they put up with so much but i think we were talking about our bucks let's go into that a little bit i mean that that is a memory that i'll have forever yeah, your story your story is a little little better than mine. Uh, you've, if you want to go ahead, like, tell people about. I mean, a lot of people know splits, splits that have been following you. Like, they know what. So the story of splits actually goes back to the fall of 2019, same year I started the farmland hunter. Kind of ironic. He's the buck that started it all. So he showed up as this little eight point, just. You know, it's kind of a buck that flies under the radar. You never really talk about him. You don't really know about him. You get pictures of him, but you delete him because you're not. You're focused on the biggest bucks around. But he shows up, 
next spring I find his little shed. I was like, man, this buck has a ton of character. So going into the summer of 2020, that was a buck I was really interested in seeing. So first pictures of the summer having cameras out. There he is, splits. It looks almost identical to the year before, just bigger. And I was like, this deer is at most only two and a half years old. He's just got the perfect frame to be something special. So for, for people that don't <clears throat> that don't know, how do you, like what are some things that you look for in the characterizing? Because I feel like a lot of people, they just look at a trail camera picture, they say, this is one buck. Oh, they, they can't draw a line and trace the lineage between deer. And I think a lot of people in the area kind of don't think how much like they don't realize how big a buck can grow if you let it grow yeah that's definitely a big point especially here in pennsylvania we have some of the genetics that like same as iowa like we can grow big deer oh, if you yeah. let them. people don't understand that they're like oh that that buck's started out as a spike he's gonna be nothing like well we might as well just shoot him next year no like that spike can grow up to be something if it's big. brown it's down yeah that's a big thing that's what you hear a lot yeah and here in pennsylvania that's a big thing which is fine i'm fine with people that like that that's that's their thing but for me myself like i like to shoot bigger deer and you can't be a person that says uh we don't see any big deer but then go out and shoot the first four point you see every year you can't be that person if you're gonna if you're gonna hunt big deer you gotta hunt big deer you can't contradict yourself right you gotta let them little deer grow because they will a four point it doesn't seem like much you give it two three years it comes in as a three four year old that's going to be something you want to hang on your wall yeah definitely but like we were talking about splits the characteristic the characteristics about splits is he has these little points around his base his whole way around and he had those from this first shed that i found and it just instantly stuck out next year same thing same frame same points everything and even up until the time i killed him his frame stayed the exact same but like I was saying about splits in 2020, he showed up again. He was way bigger. Um, going into the fall, it wasn't a deer I was going to try and uh, kill, but my girlfriend Emily definitely would have been a trophy deer for her, so we were trying to get her on him. But didn't happen. He actually kind of fell off the deep end there for a while through uh, November, December, January. He just wasn't there. So I kind of just rode him off, figured he was dead. And I heard from the neighbors that they actually hit him. So I was like, oh, there he was. He's done. He's just another deer that mm-hmm. dead, you know. Well, I got a picture of him, and he looked healthy. And I was like, well, maybe he'll make it through. So I had hope. Shed season rolls around this past year, 2021. I go out, look for his sheds. I spent days and days, week after week, mile after mile looking for his sheds and i didn't find a single thing so i thought well maybe he did die maybe he did succumb to his injuries well following up into the summer of 2021 june rolled by i didn't have a single picture of splits i had a few other good deer but nothing that uh, resembled splits at all and boom first week of july i pulled my card on a friday and there he is he's way bigger than ever He's going 130 inches as a typical eight point for Pennsylvania. That's pretty good, and for trying to kill my first bow buck, that's definitely yeah. really good. And it, uh, 130 inch eight point is like it's a good deer. Yeah, it's a solid deer, and it's actually bigger than what some people expect like an eight point to be. Like, yeah, I mean, 130 yeah. inch eight point's a good buck. Now, the people in Iowa, they're probably like, "Nah, that deer needs another three years." But here in Pennsylvania, 
I mean, for your first bow buck, that's a heck of a deer. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And but, so, uh, so like, come to this year. Yeah, I mean, so coming to this year, T Pat buck that he ended up killing in the fall was running around with splits in the summer so it kind of like the story kind of collides there for me and t-pat um he's chasing a buck or bucks he didn't really have one totally picked out for himself and i had him on camera and later in the year he actually was able to harvest him but splits then through august september october he was very very regular more than the years before which then i was very hopeful so mid-october i go in on a hunt i'm sitting there splits comes out actually mid-october 70 degrees i could not believe it i pull my bow back he kind of is quartering to me just a little bit but i just thought you know i've been practicing at 20 30 40 yards all summer long a 20 yard shot that's a chip shot i can sneak it right in there through my little shoe lane between the limbs and the tree so i pull back i grunt he stops i release an air and it smacks him right in the shoulder yeah. But I'm pulling 60 pound back, so I'm thinking it might have punched through the shoulder. Yeah. So I gave him two hours. I thought, you know, if it's in there, it's in his heart and lungs, he'll be dead. We get down, we're looking for blood. We Which actually is like going back to like we are just starting. Yeah. Like we are by no means experts on the matter. Like yeah. It's just one of those beginner things that like you just like it's one of those things that you learn from. And then now, like we both know, I've made some questionable shots. Yep. And um, that's hunting. If you're if you're if you're a bow hunter and you haven't had a mistake, then you haven't been bow hunting long enough. Like it's just. It's and we're self-taught. Come. I mean, yeah. I not a single person in my family's bow hunts. Yeah, my at least close family. My 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 dad doesn't hunt. Um, my cousins. I grew up around my cousins, and like living on the farm stuff is where I really came to. to to learn how to hunt and like the love for hunting and same with me like you know they've guided me enough like they've done a lot for me um they've taught me a lot of what i know now but when you come down to a moment like that and like you have like only experience tells you something like that yeah yeah um it's the adrenaline just takes over your mind and you're kind of just like a a panic situation almost if you've never done it before like rifle hunting I've got it down where, like, okay, I can calm down, I can breathe, I can shoot. Yep. With a bow, I've never killed a deer with a bow yet. I'm inexperienced, and I'm just panicking. Right. And I guess that is why I didn't make a good shot that night. So, like I said, we went in there looking for blood. We found a pile of blood, and I thought, well, I got him. He's going to be down here another 75, 80 yards. And he wasn't. Blood dried up about 150 yards down the trail. And we looked, and we looked, and we looked, and we decided to just back out and go in the next morning, maybe do a little body search. But T-Pad actually come out. Yeah. And uh, my girlfriend, some buddies, family, we were looking. We, it was like 13 acres of like, like CRP grass, pretty much. It's just big, high grass. There's some brushy thickets in it. And we just looked, and we looked, and we looked, and we did not find a single thing. So that was just like a dagger in the heart, pretty much for. And some we we put in hours, good, good yeah, hours, day. Yeah. It's just unbelievable how much time you can put in on these deer. So 
I'm just like a wreck. Like I didn't. I just wanted to throw my bow away, throw it in the trash. I was done. I'm getting a crossbow next year. Yeah, that's yeah. I'm <laughs> I'm switching. No offense to the guys that shoot crossbows, but that's where I was thinking. Like, I'm just, I'm getting a crossbow. I'm the, I'm getting a raven. I'm gonna spend three thousand dollars and shoot a deer at a hundred yards with the bow. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, but so something just told me, you know, you just gotta keep going. I, that's the best thing to do. Right. And. Four days later, I check a camera, and there he is, splits. He's shown back up. Four days later, it didn't even take a week, and he's back. And you can see the wound on his shoulder. The arrow is gone, but you can see the wound. He's skinnier, surprisingly. Yeah, he's just there. So I go into, like, I don't know. I'm just like a kid on Christmas again, you know. Yeah. He's back. I'm going to try and kill him. This could be something. So I spend the rest of October hunting my tail off. I don't see him. November rolls around. I get some pictures of him, and I start hunting him really, really, really hard. And I actually see him for the first time in a morning hunt in early November. He's dogging a doe. He's limping a little bit from his injury, but nothing terrible. And I actually rattled him into about 100 yards, and he just just stopped right there and just turned around and walked away. I was like, well, that might have been my last chance for the season. You know, every chance you get, that might be the last one. Especially with a deer, like, of that caliber. Like, yeah. You don't get a lot of opportunities, like, once or twice a season. Yeah. Even if you get once, like, sometimes you'll hunt a buck and not even see him in a year. It yep. happens. So I thought, well, that could have been my last chance, and it didn't happen. So November just keeps on going by. And I can remember going out on the... I forget what night it was. It was like the 12th of November. I was like, this, this feels like a good night. And I saw a pile of bucks. And I thought this is going to be the night that I'm going to see him. And I ended up not. I heard a buck down in the woods thrashing a tree. And I was like, that's probably splits. You know, he's just messing with yeah. me. And I just never saw him. Me and Emily uh, went in to check the camera on, I think it was like a Friday. And splits was on it. Mm. And I knew every year he goes back to the same place he summers. I was like, well, maybe we'll try this place. We haven't hunted it at all this year. It's my sister's rifle stand, actually. It's a crappy place to bow hunt. I mean, it's just wide open, like shooting lanes, and the windows are only like 10 inches like <laughs> wide. I mean, yeah. It's just a terrible place to bow hunt out of, but I was like, if there's going to be any place that we're going to kill them, it's going to be there, and we're supposed to get a snow. It might, you know, it might be worth it. So we go in there. It's actually the only Sunday that you can hunt in archery season in Pennsylvania, you know. They just started that. So we go in there. We're sitting there in the morning. We see a bunch of doe. Nothing, no little bucks in the morning. So I have to get out. I have to go back to the farm to do some work. Where the farmland hunter comes from, I actually have a dairy farm in Pennsylvania. Bring that point up. But so I go back to the farm to do a little work, and Emily calls me and says that, there's a buck out by the tree stand and he's bedded down it's this little seven point and she's i call her you know i'm bothering her trying to make sure that she's doing (laughs) everything right probably doing more harm than good yeah and so she doesn't get a shot at him and i told her you know everything happens for a reason you never know what you know god has a bigger plan right right you know and she's 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 pissed at me i'm not gonna lie she's pissed that i was calling (laughs) 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 but Later in the day, we're sitting there. I get back to the tree stand. I'm sitting there, and chainsaw starts up on the neighbor's property. They're cutting shooting lanes to get down to their tree stands. And I was like, maybe they'll chase something over here. I was like, what? You know, 
It didn't go two minutes after the chainsaw started up and this doe comes flying by the tree stand. I was like, oh my goodness, there might be something behind her. I pick up my binoculars, I'm looking, I see this rack coming. At first I thought it was a buck I call um, knobs. He's this really heavy racked eight point. Because I couldn't see through the pine trees. I could just see a rack coming and I saw heavy. So I'm like, oh, there's knobs. So I was going to let Emily shoot. So he's coming up and here it splits. And I, I cannot believe my eyes. I mean, it splits. He's coming right for the tree stand. I ranged the path that the doe was on, and it's 27 yards. I was like, I'll hold my 30-yard pin low if he comes up through there. You know, I'm just hoping he comes to that with a little window. Yeah. He works his way up. Me and Emily are, like, panicking. I have the grunt tube. I do a little grunt. He's, <laughs> like, he's like looking around. He steps forward, and I draw back. Emily's actually filming with my camera because she was, like, thinking quick enough to grab the camera right right and i pull back i put the 30 yard pin right on like his heart like down on his belly line almost like three inches above his belly line just for drop in case he does drop right and i let an arrow fly and it hits right behind his front shoulder quarter and two just a little bit so it goes back through his body i get like 10 inches of penetration he takes off running down through the woods the arrow hits off a tree busts off he gets probably 80, 75, 80 yards from where I hit him, and he starts stumbling. I was like, he's going down. I just yeah. double-lunged him. He gets down to where I can just barely see him, and he flops over. I looked at him. I said, he's done. He's done. He's done right there. <laughs> and so we wait there for um, man, an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes before my parents even come back on the four-wheeler to even start to look where we even yeah, hit for blood. Yeah, because you want to give them time. Yeah. That's I mean, the biggest thing. Yeah, time is <clears> – and I've learned that. Like, from now on, I'm giving the deer three and a half hours, four right. hours. Not even if I think it's a perfect hard shot, unless I see them fall at, like, 40 yards and they're right. laying there dead. Like, if I don't <clears> see them drop inside, I'm giving them four hours. Yeah. So that's something I've definitely learned from bow hunting. But – so I watch them fall over. We're waiting like an hour and 45 minutes. It goes like, I think it was two and a half hours till we picked up blood, actually. And there was a pile of blood. It was sprayed all over the trees. I was like, yep, this is the one. This is, I killed him. This is it. Mm-hmm. I get down. I find my arrow. It's soaked. Good, red, bubbly blood. We get down the path more, and Emily says, there he's laying there. And I, I got all excited. Well, he picks his head up and looks at me. I was like, oh, my God, he's not dead. He's laying down there 80 yards. I can't shoot him with my bow. He's 80 yards away. Right. He gets up and runs down through the woods. I I was sick. I mean, I was sick. I was one of those moments where you want to chuck your bow down through the woods again. Yeah, most of the time when that happens, you don't find him. Yeah, you might as well. Game over. Yep. The next best thing is a blood tracking dog, and we don't have any of those really in our area. No, I I mean, when I shot my deer, I had to look – I had to look for one, and the closest one I found was in Johnstown. Yeah, I mean, Johnstown's like half an hour north of us. Right. We're like right on the border between Maryland and Pennsylvania. Yeah. I mean, we did have one, but it got unfortunately it got hit by a car, so now we don't have a guy that does it anymore. Yeah. But, so this deer runs down through the woods, and I'm just so upset with myself. I go down to the bed where he was laying, there's blood all through it. I was like, how is this deer not? dead yeah like he's tough this is the toughest deer i've ever seen in my entire life so he gave him time we go look and the snowstorm starts and it snows like two three inches covers up all the blood we had so Which there's nothing bad. i could do yeah it's bad. bad again yeah it's just a, another situation that i have to deal with 
So we decided to back out till the next morning. You know, those sleepless nights. Anybody that's ever had that happen knows that you can't sleep. You're just running that scenario through your head again. Like, sh- I should have waited two right. more hours. Should I have? What did I do wrong? Right, and then you feel bad for the animal too. Yeah, like, yeah. that's the worst feeling as a hunter is yeah, not like he's executing out there. a shot. Like the coyotes will get him. Like, what? Well, who knows what'll happen? So, next morning we go in. My mom, me, my dad, my uncle. And we're, there's this high grass field where we last saw him run into. It's like a 16 acre high grass field. So we spread out and we start walking and we start walking. It only goes five minutes, and my uncle yells he, he's laying right here so i you know i couldn't believe it like yeah. he's actually dead like he only went like another 200 yards and right it down and i'm glad i backed out because we might have bumped him again who knows how long he was alive throughout right. the night so we get there and the coyotes actually have him ate from the hind quarters up through to his guts almost and it's crazy because like it, yeah the coyotes are bad in our area yeah i actually i checked cameras today and i'm talking big dogs yeah like, they're like and they're not running together. Like I've gotten pictures of like some forty pounders. Like they're yeah, they're big dogs. Big they look like coyotes. German shepherds. Yeah. So there's maybe I mean, not that big, but they're big they're big dogs. Yeah. So they already had him eight from his hind quarters up through, and I just it's you know that part sucked. You know it's it's uh, a shame for the animal. Right. But I was glad to finally like get my hands on him. My first archery buck after six years, I finally get to lay my right. hands on him. And it was, it's just a, a moment that I'll never forget in my entire life. It was like the best thing that's ever happened yeah. to me. Yeah. And with bow hunting, I've found that like you, there's so much luck that's involved and you know, there's definitely like a higher power sometimes involved, yeah, you know, definitely. like it's just, it's just one of those things, you know? Yeah. And I think that that's what we love most about hunting is all the stuff that kind of happens. Right. And the roller coaster of emotions, I think right. it's kind of like a drug almost. It's addicting. Oh, it is. It, it is. is. It's it's a powerful drug. And how many hours do you think you put in into splits? Into splits? Like over the last food food plots, yeah. scouting, camera like I mean, I I would say infinitive amount of hours, but yeah. I know that's not true, but it was a pile. I mean, it was like day in, day out. There wasn't like a day that didn't go by that I wasn't thinking about some way to try and figure them out and kill right. them. They were, I mean, I was just, you know, like, people make fun of me because they're like, all you think about is deer, all you think about is deer. Even my girlfriend, she says this. She's like, you love the deer more than me. And sometimes, sometimes it seems that way, but when you're trying to kill a certain deer, that's it's just how it is. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's what I love most about hunting is just that thrill. For sure. Yeah. For I mean, sure. So you had you killed a buck this year. You actually want to have on camera. So tell us a little about that. Uh, yeah. So about that. my story probably goes back to last year. You know, I was in, I was like, this is my senior year. I've been hunting for three years before that with a bow. Um, not very serious. Like I was serious about it, but I wasn't doing the steps needed to harvest an animal. I was yeah. just kind of just going out where like on our family farm, like where my cousins would say like, this is where you should be. This is where, uh, this is where you should be. This is where you should set up. And, um, I got, I got opportunities on, um, on some good deer, but every time it was just something happened. Like, so my first year at a concussion, this was, uh, which honestly looking back, I got a hundred dollar bow off Craigslist and went out a month later bow hunting. 
usually that's not how it goes. Um, but that's just kind of how I started. And so I had the mornings off of school because of my concussion. So I was like, great. It's rut. You know, it's the end of October prime time. So I, I go in, um, a guy that hunts on, hunts on our farm. Uh, he said, you know, I'm done. You can go sit in my stand. Well, I just remember watching, it was one of my core memories hunting. Um, it was like, there's some pines in front of me and just the bucks were chasing the does through the pines, weeding out like who, who, who was bred, who wasn't bred yet. Picture perfect morning. Oh yeah. And it was November. Everything was frosted, light snow. Perfect it was a little conditions. brisk. Yeah, it was, it was perfect. This, this nine point chase, it runs this doe through the pines about 30 yards to my left. And he's chasing this doe and he stops for a split second enough for me to draw just couldn't get a shot on him um looking back you know you learn something from every time every single hunt right so then the following year i actually had the morning off and um why well, I, I, I take i usually take a couple mornings off of school i did you know deer hunting or, or school is kind of questionable what your main concern should be even yeah. now but <laughs> uh so I took the morning off. I was coming down 10 o'clock. We just got snow. I've. It seems like I've gotten really lucky with snow and deer. Deer and snow just seem to go together. And I saw the same spot where I had an encounter with this other nine point. And this eight point, he's like kind of limping. And he's with this other like three point. He's like walking into the pines. So they head into the pines and I kind of sneak along the pond bank. And as I'm sneaking along the pond bank, I set up. And he comes out 30 yards, and I draw back. And so people that aren't familiar with bows, there's a drop-away rest. Like when you draw back, pushes your arrow up, and then as soon as you release, it falls. Yeah, well, it drops. I had my hand on my bow grip. The bow, sh- the release, or the rest string got caught in my hand, and my rest wasn't fully extended. So I couldn't shoot the d i couldn't take a shot because the arrow would have went who knows where so that that was a big moment and then i had an encounter with him two days later um he i was up in my tree stand and he was just kind of on edge about that and he was like watching everything and he he picked me up he stayed 50 yards away from me just so the following year i was like okay i'm getting serious i'm getting trail cameras i got a new bow got tree stand tree stands and i'm like i'm going all out yep so from august on I'd come home after school and I would just spend the rest of the time I had just scouting, just yep. walking around scouting. And kind of by chance, I found this nice, he was a nice two and a half year old 10 point. And, and for my area where, where I live, like that deer is not going to make it. The hunting pressure is just too much. Um, there's just a lot of people that, that are going to take that deer. And I was willing to take that deer too. Like, yeah, it's you, your first bow buck. Right, you can't right. pass it up. Yeah. And, um, they were getting, I was starting to pattern them down in velvet. And then after that, you know, they kind of got a little more sporadic and I finally yep. pinned down to this one trail where they were going. Um, and I had the help of my same mentors that I keep talking about and, you know, they kind of pointed out. And so we found the spot and we narrowed down the trail, put a tree stand 30 yards up off the trail and I just let it sit. And it was... The middle of October, is like October 20th, I was sitting in my tree stand. I'm just like thinking, man, like 
I don't know, this this spot just isn't working out. Like, and I look up in the brush and I see a flash. I get I get my binoculars on it and it's this ten point I'm yeah. after. And I'm like, oh, here we go. Like, and so then um, he just worked his way through the brush and then I lost him. And I always come in and out the same way, but where I would have go- gone in and gone out is where I parked my car, and that's where he was heading. So I actually walked out to the to the nearest road and had um, had my cousin come pick me up, and he took me home, and I was like, that's where I'm walking in the next morning. Walk in the next morning, brisk morning, like one of those like it's one of those mornings in the rut where you know like it's gonna be a good morning. Yeah, deer, gonna happen. deer moving, yeah. So a good many deer in the morning. And then all of a sudden he pops up. He's like 80 yards, like down from me. Wind's perfect, and he just, just like clockwork, comes right on the trail that I wanted him to. Walks right on the path that I, I like I I knew that's where I was shooting. Yeah. I knew the exact yardage. And being the first time I really taken a shot at a deer, I was the same situation as. I was panicking. Like, yeah, this panic is it. Mode. Like, you got to go. Yeah. And I didn't think to stop him. And I took the shot at 30 yards. And he was walking. And I thought I had a Luminoc. I thought I saw where I hit, but, uh, but obviously not. And um, tracked the deer. We tracked the deer for three hours after that. Found one speck of blood in Mountain Laurel. And that was it. And then... Uh, I just spent the next two days grid searching. I put on five to six miles, just grid searching thick laurel, and I just gave up. I was like, "Ah, oh, this is this is this isn't uh, this isn't gonna work out." And it was two weeks later. I woke up and I looked down out my blow my house out my window, and I see these deer down there. I was like, "Oh man, there's deer down there." And usually, there's never deer below my house. Look down, there he is. You know, he he was alive. He still did have the limp, and like you said, that sick feeling. Like I was a mess. Yeah. Like all the hard work and preparation after that, and then did not capitalize. All the hard, yeah, did not capitalize yeah, on the moment. Capitalize it's just, on it. And then another thing for me was I'm like, man, like I caused this. I caused this animal pain. Like I didn't. I didn't do my job. I wasn't a successful hunter, and I wasn't being an ethical hunter. And all night, I just it just ate me alive. So I sat, I was, you know, that was my next goal was to, to find him. And he disappeared. I, I don't know where he went. And um, so I, I, I moved spots. I went up to where I think he might be staying. And I actually had another buck come in. Um, he was at 30 yards. Thought I made a good shot. Didn't, you know. Just another Right in the kick, shoulder blade. Yeah, just another kick in the balls. Right. For the year. Right after another. And I... I'm like I'm done like I'm done archery hunting I, I'm not doing this anymore chuck the bow in the garbage chuck the bow in the garbage that's right buy a crossbow yep and uh, and and that one luckily you know usually a, a shot to the shoulder blade is usually fine the deer usually live and um, he actually went across the road to a neighbor proper, neighboring property and they got eyes on him and, and he ended up being being fine um and then it was just the second buck that was running with a 10-point. I had an encounter with him, and he was 50 yards away. I dropped my hand out to drop my release into my hand. Yep. And he saw that flash and immediately spun around and took off. I haven't seen him since. Yeah. 
Um, I think all this leads up to this past year, 2021. Yeah, Yeah, it does. And so that's what I was kind of leading in. Like, those experiences led me to this year. Yeah. And so this year I started college, and I I go to college two and a half hours away. So to put the amount of time scouting and and work in that I did before was just – Gone. I couldn't do it, yeah. Yeah. And I actually lucked out. um, I was allowed to hunt my girlfriend's property. Which is kind of another funny thing about me and Macaulay's, you know, relationship. relationship. Yep. It is a neighboring property to his. So it's kind of cool actually. now. They touch. Right, yeah. So right now we're kind of looking at different deer, and that's how he said he, he found my buck. But I just put out cameras. I remember walking. It was like end of August. I walked up the spot, and I was like, this is it. Like, it was a good, it was a transition area. There was pines behind me. There was kind of like a small creek bottom with a road in front of my stand, and the road led from the bottom of the hill all the way up to the top. Yep. And there was a pond at the bottom, and I was like, this is it. Like, I was hunting the rut because I didn't have time to pattern down a specific buck for and the that's the best season. time to, you know, right. throw it all in. Yep. Deer, deer running around. They're, they are trying to chase the does. Bucks are everywhere. So you want to find a good spot where – you want to see good deer traveling activity. Yeah, look for the does and you'll find the bucks that exactly. time of year. Yeah. It's the best, best part about rut. And so I planned out, it was the first weekend of November. I was coming home from college. I'm like, I'm hunting Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and I could hunt that Sunday. Right? Wasn't it, wasn't it the first? Yeah, I believe it was. Yeah. I think it was. So... I could hunt. I was like, I'm hunting all weekend. I got, I got plenty of time, and uh, I go in Thursday. The first night, I see a buck chasing a doe down, like 80 yards below me. So I was like, okay. And I checked my trail camera. There was bucks consistently in front of my stand almost every day for the past two weeks. I was like, okay, this, this is good. The morning hunts in the rut I found have been more beneficial to me. I've seen a lot more activity in the morning. I was like, this yep. is, this is gonna be it. And, I w- it was cold, like it was cold, and I was getting, I was getting cold. It was ten o'clock, but I had deer consistently around me all morning, and I couldn't. I was like at ten thirty, I'm getting down, but there's two does down below me, and I was like, well, I can't get down till these does leave anyway. So I, I look. I was like, I was thinking, I need to look up to the other side of me because there might be deer up there, and I'm always watching below me. So as soon as I look up, I see these two tails running through the brush. And they run down, and they run across the road, and it's the, the one chasing is, is the buck that I end up shooting, and he catches the does down below me, and they he spins his head around at these two does and just completely forgets about the doe he's chasing and just, like, walks right down the road. On a string. Yep. And then the, the does kind of, like, I don't know if they weren't in heat or what, but they backed off and they were they were about ready to leave. Yeah. And so he was gonna go round them up. So he actually spun out around me to round them up, and then he came back and had a perfect, you know, twenty-eight yard shot. And this time I was relaxed. Yeah. I was like, just breathe, breathe. I calmed down, pulled back, and he was quartered towards me more than I thought he was, and I ended up hitting them i knew i hit a mid body yeah and um so i was just like okay why hit him he took off i saw that i hit him 
Um, I waited 30 minutes, went and checked the air out because it was a pass through, which is big. Yeah, you know, really we want to have a pass through. And so I was like, I don't know. It's gonna be hard. It's gonna be hard to recover a deer that's hit mid body. And so I I backed out, sent some pictures of my arrow out, and we weren't really sure if it was a stomach or a liver hit. So we waited a little longer. Then we went in and we were just gonna see if we could pick up blood. Well, we ended up not picking up blood. And so we were like, let's back out and we'll just come in in the morning. At that point, we were grid searching. So we started at the top of the hill. And we just walked straight down through the property. And I got to about 200 yards above where I shot him. And usually that's what, for a liver shot, that's where they say, like, that's where you should look in a 200-yard radius. And it was right at that 200-yard mark on this edge of some pines and some brush and walked right up on him. And I was like, holy shit. Like, I was freaking out. Because to find the deer... Like not with a blood trail, just to walk up on them. Is, there's yeah. two. There's two other people walking, so like it's not even like they walked up on them. Like for me to walk up on them, and to find them was just was just really special, and it it really just put into like all the hard work over the past four years. Just finally came like this is this is what I've been hunting for. Like yeah. this is what I put all, and it's just times ten. I mean I'm worse now. Like yeah. it's. I'm even more addicted. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't throw my compound bone away kind of moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, after I shot, after I I went home and you can ask my parents. I was like, I'm done bow hunting. I'm I'm not doing it anymore. I'm gonna get a crossbow if I bow hunt. Like I'm done. And you know, and we say that jokingly. Like obviously we're still we're not like that poor sports, but it, it is very frustrating. Yeah, know? yeah, for sure. But I think that. It was a fantastic year in 2021. Yeah. I mean, me and Emily actually doubled up on turkeys the first opening yeah. morning of yeah. turkey season. I mean, that was pretty cool. I uh, was watching a double-beard turkey, and Emily, I mean, we had like seven gobblers in front of us that morning. We actually both counted the three and shot turkeys the first morning. Like yeah. Six, I, I don't even know what time. It might have been like 7.16 or something. It was some. So, I mean, overall... 2021 was a year to remember definitely and i think moving forward into 2022 we have really big dreams yeah big there's gonna be big stuff coming down the line yeah i mean definitely first starting off with this podcast i mean it's just me tucker i mean emily's sitting here we got our um tech guy um jaden yost also known as jamie yeah yeah producer Producer. shout out to him because we're using his stuff right now and he's he's coming through and Honestly, wouldn't have happened without Jaden. Yep, yep. But, yeah, I mean, just big stuff coming. I mean, I I think I have plans to do, like, a blog this year. Um, definitely try and get the some hunts on film. Yeah. I mean, we got um, the hunt for splits on film, thanks to Emily. I mean, it's not the greatest. Like, I didn't film every single hunt. We didn't right. have, like, I didn't do, like, hey, it's the morning of October, you know. It's kind of hard to do that stuff because you don't see him most of those mornings, so you just delete that stuff. Right, and it's hard for us, too, because, like, like up until now. Yeah, yeah, up until now, it was hard for us just to kill a buck. Yeah. So, <laughs> to yeah. try to film it and shoot the buck at the same time, we kind of got to, like, focus on one thing right now. Yeah, we're building this from the ground up, you know. Like, we don't have anything right. from the ground up right at the moment. But So, how do you how do you think the deer numbers were this year? Like, um, 
like overall, like obviously we had a pretty good season. Yeah, I mean, I didn't see some of the like a lot of years. I'll have a lot of bigger bucks. Like I've seen, actually, I've seen one fifties killed on our property, and people be like, "On oh, PA, you guys probably don't know how to score them." But I, there's actually some one fifty bucks killed on our property. And sometimes I have pictures of those bucks. And this year I really didn't. Splits was one of the biggest bucks I had on camera. He's only a 130-inch eight-point. Yeah. And, you know, but the deer numbers were there. There's a lot of younger bucks. There was some does. Not a lot of does, but, I mean, it was okay. No. The the doe numbers were down hard this yeah, year. For wow. sure. I don't know if that is overhunting or... I think they give out too many tags. I mean, that's just, like, certain parts of Pennsylvania, there's probably a pile of deer. I mean, down where my girlfriend right. lives just half an hour away. I mean, the deer numbers are twice or three times what they are up here. Yeah. So certain pockets have more deer than others. But, like, in our little neck of the woods, there isn't that many deer. And when they're giving out a pile of tags, you're going to have people that are going to fill every single one of those tags. Yeah, and and I I go to school with a lot of hunters, and they're across all over PA. Yep. And I, first morning of rifle, everyone came back. It's like, this is the worst year rifle we've had. Um, Oh, yeah. I think... I don't know if it's weather, but I, I do think the doe tags and um, the doe numbers were down. I think that played a huge, huge role in it. We have CWD in our area. Yeah. Well, we, we have CWD. Yeah. So if you look at why the, the tags are being given out, it is to reduce the doe and deer population. So they can try and rid the deer of CWD, like get and rid of the disease. Stop and the spread. Yeah. Kind of, yeah, you know, we're hearing that in the whole pandemic and right. uh, going on in the world nowadays. But I'm know. not educated enough on CWD. Yeah. I just know from what I've seen, we have a lot. We have cameras up. Like, we take, especially you. Like Yeah, I have 13, you know your deer. I have 13 cameras on right. two different farms. Right. Yeah. Um, from what we've been seeing personally, we haven't seen a CWD problem. It's not saying that there is there isn't. one. Yeah. But I think when people aren't responsible with the resources, um, it's not an unlimited resource. It is limited, and there's only so many deer born each year. Yep. Um, I think when you, when you, I understand people need meat. I understand meat. Yep. I love deer meat. Like, yep. Venison like that's is that's great. at the end of the day, that's why we're hunting. Yep. But don't don't overfill your plate. And don't take more than you're not gonna eat. Yeah, and like and be the, responsible. And it's par- partially, I think, like I I have 13 cameras, like I said, and I have yet to see a single deer that looked half sick, even. Yeah. Like I've had bucks that were shot that looked sick. Infested that's totally up, yeah, yeah. That's totally different. But I have not had a deer come on camera like, man, what happened to them? Right. But and I think a part of this is like the um, PA Game Commission. I mean, why would they give out so many tags like? We're already worried. If you're worried about the deer numbers, why are you killing them off? Right. I don't think I don't think a lot of people think about it like that. Yeah. Like we want to keep hunting deer. Like we don't want to just like go out. Like we hardly see deer as it is. Like if I see ten deer in a day, I'm like, woo, that was good. Like I don't want to go out and see one deer a day. Like no. I don't want that. No, and I that's not going to be good for hunting as a whole. No, you're going to lose. Discourage a lot of hunters. Yeah, for sure. Like I mean, we have a lot of out of state people come to Pennsylvania to hunt. That's yep. I mean, they get a lot of money from that. Yep. And it helps. And if you drive the deer numbers down, those people are going to leave. So there goes less money for conservation in Pennsylvania. Yep. And as hunters, we're conservationists. We're trying to conserve the natural resource. resources. Yep. And deer are natural resources, resource, and you have to conserve it. If you don't conserve it, 
It's like anything else. Like yep. it's it's gonna be gone. Yes, there will always be deer. However, it is your deer numbers hunting just aren't gonna be like, like what they like were. You want yeah. them to, yeah. Like my dad and my uncle talk about times when they'd see 150 deer in a yep. field up here. Right. Same same back. Yeah, like and people can vouch for place. that. Like yeah. they go spot and see 150 deer in a field. Like I'll drive around a five miles, six miles square radius. Yeah. And I won't see 20, 30 deer. Right. And it's just, it's just wild. That's my, that's my speculation. I don't know if it's right. Yeah. I don't know if it's I, wrong. That's just my opinion. We're but, allowed to have opinions. That's why we're, we're right, talking on here. Right. Yeah. But I think, I think if you look, think about like the first day of rifle season the last couple of years, it has been a gradual decline. hundred percent. I can remember the first time I shot my first buck. I saw like 50 deer that day. It right. was crazy. It was like the best. I mean, some of those deer were the same deer that passed through in the morning. I guarantee it. But it was still, you got to see all those deer. Right. And I think on the first day last year, we saw one deer. Yeah. This year, we saw three. And that was just because they were bedded right beside the dang right. tree stand. That's it. I mean, it and, was terrible. And how many shots do you hear now? Like now in, here in PA, you can... It used to be you can't shoot a doe till the second week. Now opening day you can shoot You're a doe. doe. Yeah, it's all so two how, weeks. So how many of those shots are just does filling out? And it's it's more it's a lot of people get burnt out by the second week hunting. Yeah. So now they can go out first Saturday, fill their doe tag, fill their freezer, and I think that's a big thing too. Like you know you're not waiting to shoot that doe or. You know, yeah, you're just and like a line of deer come, you're just gonna if you have five doe tags <clears throat> and six doe walk die, you're just gonna unload the tags. Them. Yeah, you paid for the tags. I mean, that's your personal decision. Yeah, I, I mean that's fine. I mean if that, you're doing that's yeah, fine. but from my standpoint of looking at it, I mean from a conservation standpoint, right. it's just not. It's not right. the best idea. No, it's not, especially in like areas like ours where it's now down. In places like next to where my girlfriend lives, yeah, you could probably do that, and the deer numbers will be okay. Right. Not here. Right. It's just. Yeah, and PA is the hunting pressure is crazy. Yeah, it like, is. Most PA is one of the most amount of hunters. I mean, especially per in our mile. area. Yeah, per square mile. Yeah. There is. It's just packed. Two years ago, I remember, I went out the first day of rifle. I got up in my tree stand, and within a 300-yard radius, I saw eight lights. Yeah, yeah. And that, that starts to get dangerous. Yeah, for sure. Know? I mean, public land on Pennsylvania, like, we have a big state game. I mean, not a huge state game, but, I mean, it's like 3,500 acres or something. Right. Right above our property here. And, I mean, you go by there, in a like, even in archery season, or in rifle especially, every single parking lot is packed. Yeah. I mean, packed. And it's it's... The first day of rifle, there's nothing like it. Like no. it is great to see everyone in the woods. Yeah, yeah. It, you have people, family coming in. Um, it's a tradition, right? It's something that's been passed down through for generations. And I just don't want that to be lost. Yeah, like we're not just saying it because we don't. We want to shoot more deer, yeah. which we don't. Like we just want the hunting experience for everyone Anyone. to be the best. Yeah, you want it to last for a lifetime. <clears throat> right. But. Yeah, this is. This has definitely been fun. Yeah. I, I, mean, I definitely like the podcast. I hope I hope everyone else likes it. Yeah, I mean, this is like a good first step into what we're going to try and work on throughout the coming yeah. year. But this is this is step one. I know there's a lot of tangents, but when we were talking, I was thinking, like, how should we talk about this or should we wait, you know? Yeah, like, I was, like, bringing us stuff up, and I have, like, this little, I guess you call it, like, an itinerary that I was, yeah. like, trying to stay along the guidelines just to bring up some points. And 
just like focused on it, trying to make sure like right. we don't like get way out there and like try and bring it back a little bit. Yeah. So the outdoor show. What's what's the Great American Outdoor Show? Yeah, the Great show American Outdoor Show. Yeah, I think the NRA there, right? puts it on. Yeah, I'm gonna be there on uh, Monday, this coming Monday. The which this podcast. Yeah, my Jaden actually lives in Harrisburg now, um, which is about two hours away from where we live. Yeah. But I'll be there on this coming Monday. I think that what day is Monday? Uh, today's the fifth. I think that'll be the seventh. Monday yep. the seventh. Um, T Pad will be there the following Saturday. Yep. Whatever day that'll be, but so we'll be there. We'll have our uh, farm and hunter stuff on. Yeah. We'll be repping. Yeah, and um, it's if you're not doing anything, like if you have an opening, definitely try to get there. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's a great. I love I, it there. I wasn't there last year because it was canceled because of uh, COVID. COVID. But the years I've gone, it, it it's really like, I don't know, it's paradise for me. Yeah, I mean it's like some of the stuff's the same, but you get to see new technology. Right. You get to see people that are big in the hunting industry. Yep. You get to. Kip like, Campbell was there. Yeah, last, Kip. Yeah, uh, two years ago. Yeah, two, yeah, I got to meet with him, Kip Campbell. Yeah, that was that was cool. Yeah. But you just get to see like all the different bow companies come, all the different like like there's. Um, all the new technology, trail cameras, tree stands. I mean, there's outfitters there. I think they have like 500 different outfits, but it'll be fun. We'll be there, and uh, I think this is a good podcast. Yeah. I mean, the, the outdoor show is also fun because, like, personally, I love hanging out with hunters. Yeah. And outdoorsmen. Doing what we're doing right now, right. BSing about right. hunting stuff. And that's the best thing. Like, one of the best things about hunting is, like, it's automatically a brotherhood. Yeah. Like you're already like, you already have something in common. Most yeah. of the time you've gone through the same things and it's just it's relatable. Right. Right. And hundred percent. A lot of people catch the addiction too. It's oh, not yeah. Just us. Yeah. It's definitely. Yeah. So, Oh, I think it's been a good podcast. Yeah. And this was definitely, definitely be fun. More. Thanks Tucker. Thanks yeah. Jaden. And Thank you. Uh, to all the listeners out there. Um, please come back for the next one and look us up on Instagram at the farmland hunter. Yes. So yeah, yeah the farmland hunter, it's all original. Just and in the daily American read in the sticks. Yeah. In the sticks by me, Macaulay Van Gilder yeah. right there in there. Yep. yep. When, when does that come out? Like every other Friday, every other Friday. So stay tuned. There's going to be more to come. Uh, make sure you follow the YouTube channel too. Yep. There'll definitely be stuff coming out on the YouTube soon. And where can we find this podcast? They're, they already found it. They're listening to it. True. <laughs> <laughs> hey, leave we'll it in there. Leave it out. in there. <laughs> so I just want to say thank you to everybody that's listening, and um, please come back, and it was fun. Yeah, yeah. I had fun. Thank you, guys. Yep, thanks. Honestly, if you don't want to take that out, it might be funny. People might think it's funny. <laughs>